Unbearable, subtitle, Tomorrow Never Knows, by Irvin Eugene. Chapter 1, Unbelievable. Tensions were high in America. It was a hot sunny day and there was a proclamation of Black Lives Matter. It was inclusive with minorities and a supportive group of Caucasian people. They protested peacefully, aspiring for a better country. However, there was opposition from a harmful bunch. They were loud and aggressive. The resistance wanted to establish the old order of white supremacy. They were not connected to the true pulse of the nation and wanted to perpetuate inequality amongst different people. The opposition group carried weapons of guns, batons, and smaller devices. The police at the setting were neutral. Law enforcement being funded by taxpaying citizens to be neutral made them complicit in violence and on the wrong side of history. If only they had a just leader, someone that could provide guidance and righteous direction. Battle ensued between Black Lives Matter protesters and the resistance in factions across the United States. It demanded attention from the world. The government the government moved slowly and individuals were divided in support of the groups. In the mix of it all stood a young African American named Clarence. He was involved with Black Lives Matter. Clarence protested naively. He wanted the improvement of black people in America noticing the blatant discrimination of minorities but was unaware of the full extent. Clarence was unable to find a lucrative profession and experienced personal shortcomings of opportunity. He could not comprehend completely that certain white leaders of the establishment developed and supported a system to keep him poor. Clarence knew he was black and was not receiving a good chance in America a country he grew up to believe to be so rich and supposedly free, did not have a place for him. He had no direct malice to white people and even had white friends. Clarence was a 16-year-old from a middle-class household and observed the progression of other people and not himself. His friends brought to his attention of the movement and saw glimpses of, Bruce, of police brutality. He realized with the companionship of good-hearted people and hoping for justice, he would join the movement. During the protest demonstration, Clarence went astray from his friends. He wanted to relax and get refreshments. Clarence caught the attention of some troublemakers. He was just finished getting Starbucks and members of the resistance yelled, All Lives Matter. A crowd developed and they ridiculed Clarence. The situation became volatile. Clarence retreated. Three white individuals of the resistance followed him. Clarence was isolated and trapped in an alley on the outskirts of town. Clarence shouted, We do not want to do this. They surrounded him and aggressively pushed him around. Clarence threw his coffee at one member of the resistance, burning him. He punched another combatant. The other racists kicked Clarence, causing him to fall to the floor. A brawl ensued with the troublemakers overpowering and outnumbering him. 
The attacks were violent, with tandem punches and kicks to Clarence. It was unavoidable suffering. He became unconscious from the trauma. He thought of his loved ones to forget his pain. Eventually, the complacent thoughts became an imagination for revenge. Clarence was a bloody mess. The racists went through his belongings and stole whatever was valuable. They left the scene as they heard sounds of police sirens. The police arrived and were in shock of the battered image of Clarence. They discussed remorse for the mismanagement of the uncontrollable protests. The police understood that they were complicit bystanders. They quickly placed Clarence at the emergency room of the hospital. He suffered internal bleeding, broken bones, and needed plenty of stitches. After initial treatment, healthcare professionals stated he would need physical therapy, pain medications, and a cast for his arm. His parents were disappointed and sad. His mother was in tears. His father was angry and quiet. Clarence was disgruntled internally, while on the surface jaded. The police captain made an appearance to personally converse with Clarence. He described his disapproval of the fighting caused by the protests, but made it clear that he wanted Clarence to rise to the occasion. He offered mentorship and guidance. The officer stated, justice will be served. Investigations would take place. Journalists arrived to take pictures and notes of Clarence. He simply said, life is not fair. It made headlines. Clarence became an overnight star. Chapter 2, Pain. There was a long road ahead. Clarence had to go to mental and physical therapy throughout the week. Months passed by in agony. He was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder and he developed an addiction to Oxycontin. Clarence was a troubled youth. More confused and misplaced than his experience with the Black Lives Matter movement. The organization reached out to him, but there was too much politics and bureaucracy for the quick satisfaction he wanted. He was the poster child for the revolution, but he wanted to take matters into his own hands. It was time for him to have his cast removed. He managed to continue to receive painkillers illegally through sufficient sources. With a lot of attention and no action, he decided to contact the police captain. The captain demonstrated enthusiasm and mentioned, you should join the force. Clarence agreed and trained under the academy. As time passed, he managed to pass all evaluations and became a police officer. He removed his addiction but kept the supply of pain relievers whenever he had an episode. He discreetly experienced night terrors and flashes of pain in his arm and back on certain days. Clarence patrolled the streets stopping crime and enforcing the law. He did not let his negative experiences dictate his policing until now. Chapter 3 Revenge it was part of Clarence's duty to manage a new protest of Black Lives Matter in his town. This time, the demonstration was greater than before. The disparity of America could not be ignored. People wanted change. It was Clarence's police job to maintain the peace.
he noticed the same group members that harassed him. They were causing havoc to innocent protesters. In blind rage, he attacked them. Clarence fought the three individuals, boxing them one by one. With each combat, he knocked them out with several punches. Clarence was determined and focused. He arrested the troublemakers and had a clear conscience that he did the right thing.